Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Sunday, January 7th. Today we're looking at Florida's only public HBCU, where students are wary of political influence on the teaching of race and Trump's controversial statement that the Civil War could have been negotiated. Plus, we delve into Trump's promotion of a debunked election report revealing divisions in his circle and an analysis of the political divide three years after the Jan 6th attack. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Politics Station. Please enjoy today's selection of political news. Florida A&M University, the state's only public historically black university, is facing concerns over a new law that some fear may limit the teaching of certain aspects of history. Abby, our correspondent, is here to delve into this issue. Abby, what can you tell us about this? Thanks, Michael. The law, signed last spring by Governor Ron DeSantis, prohibits public colleges from using taxpayer money on diversity programs. It also forbids the teaching of theories that systemic racism, sexism, oppression, and privilege are inherent in the institutions of the United States. The law has sparked protests on campus, with students expressing concern that it could affect the teaching of topics related to race and American history. So what has been the response from the university and its students to this law? The university has not seen upheaval on the scale of some other institutions, but many on the FAMU campus are wary. The FAMU Democrats, for example, are taking steps to ensure the messages of speakers they invite to campus are moderate. Some students, like Chad Preston, a senior political science major, worry that some viewpoints will be silenced. He said, we deserve the same level of education that all these other states are getting. We deserve the same information. How does this law fit into the broader political landscape in Florida and the United States? This law is part of broader GOP efforts to rein in campus efforts on equity and inclusion. Governor DeSantis describes the law as an effort to rid university classrooms of what he calls left-leaning, woke indoctrination. His education policies have faced criticism from civil rights leaders, but have also fueled his political rise by harnessing culture war passions. What are the potential implications of this law for the future of education in Florida? particularly at institutions like FAMU. The new law has made Florida a difficult learning environment for students and faculty of color, according to Mary Beth Gasman, a Rutgers University historian, whose research focuses on historically black colleges and universities and systemic racism in higher education. She said she has spoken to FAMU faculty who are keeping their heads down because they fear losing their jobs. This law could have a chilling effect on academic freedom and the ability to teach a comprehensive view of American history. It's a complex issue with potential far-reaching implications. Now, shifting our focus to recent political events, former President Donald Trump suggested in a recent event in Newton, Iowa, that the Civil War could have been avoided through negotiation, implying that the fight to end slavery was unnecessary. With us to discuss this is Abby, our political correspondent. Abby, what can you tell us about these comments? Well, Michael, Trump's comments have certainly stirred up a lot of controversy. He suggested that the Civil War, which resulted in the death of over 600,000 Americans, could have been avoided through negotiation. And he also implied that Abraham Lincoln could have done more to prevent the bloodshed. 
This is a significant statement, considering the Civil War was fought primarily over the issue of slavery. Abby, can you provide some context on this? Of course, Michael. The Civil War was indeed primarily about slavery. Southern states were fighting to preserve their right to own slaves, while the North was fighting to abolish it. There were attempts at compromise before the war, but they failed because the issue of slavery was so deeply entrenched. It's also important to note that the war resulted in the abolition of slavery, which was a significant step towards racial equality in the United States. Trump's comments come just over a week before the first in the nation caucuses in Iowa. How do you think these comments will impact his campaign? It's hard to say, Michael. Trump has a significant lead in the polls over his closest rivals, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. However, his comments have been met with criticism, including from GOP former repail Liz Cheney, who questioned how Republicans who have endorsed Trump can defend his remarks. It's interesting to note that the Civil War has become a talking point on the GOP primary trail. Can you elaborate on that, Abby? Yes, Michael. More than a week before Trump's comments, Nikki Haley answered a question about the cause of the Civil War without mentioning slavery. She has since backtracked, repeatedly saying she thought the fact went without saying. It seems that the Civil War and its causes have become a topic of debate within the GOP. It's certainly a complex issue with deep historical roots. Now, in a related development, former President Donald Trump recently posted a report on his social media platform claiming fraud in the 2020 election. The report, however, is filled with misinformation and unsubstantiated claims. Abby, can you shed more light on this? Certainly, Michael. The report, which was written by a Trump campaign aide, has been widely debunked by academic and legal experts. It essentially rehashes conspiracy theories that have been circulating since the 2020 election. The report includes allegations of election fraud in several states, all of which have been repeatedly disputed by fact-checkers and election experts. So this report was not only posted by Trump, but it was also cited by his legal team in a brief to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. What's the significance of this? Well, Trump is currently facing charges of obstructing the election. His legal team's citation of this report could be seen as an attempt to use these unfounded allegations to support their defense. However, the report itself is not credible. It's based on misinformation and conspiracy theories, not on verifiable facts. It seems that there's a disconnect between Trump's legal team and his campaign team. Can you speak to that? Yes, there appears to be a strained dynamic between the two. While Trump and his campaign have used his legal troubles as a rallying cry, some of his advisors have been less than enthusiastic about the specifics of his legal strategy. Some of Trump's top legal and political advisors were reportedly caught off guard by his decision to publicize the report. Despite these controversies, Trump is still polling well ahead of his Republican rivals. How do you think these legal entanglements will affect his campaign? It's hard to say, Michael. While some Republicans have called on the party to move on from the 2020 election, Trump's base seems to be sticking with him. However, his continued promotion of false claims about the 2020 election could alienate more moderate voters. It's a complex situation, and it will be interesting to see how it unfolds in the lead-up to the 2024 election. Indeed, 
It's a situation we'll continue to monitor closely. Now, shifting our focus to the lasting impact of historical events, three years on, the Jan 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol continues to shape American politics. Let's bring in Abby, our political correspondent, to discuss this further. Abby, how is this event shaping the political landscape as we approach the 2024 presidential election? Michael, it's clear that the events of Jan 6 have only deepened the political divide in the country. The passage of time has not brought consensus, but rather widened the cleavages. This is why the 2024 election is seen as enormously consequential, not just domestically, but globally. President Biden and former President Trump have been on the campaign trail, each offering their own narratives about the events of that day. Can you talk a bit more about their respective positions? Certainly. President Biden has been issuing warnings about the threats he sees for the United States if Trump is reelected, stating that democracy itself is at stake. He's accused Trump of being willing to sacrifice democracy to put himself in power. On the other hand, Trump has continued to claim that the 2020 election was stolen from him, a claim that has not been proven. Despite the lack of proof, Trump has a strong grip on his party and remains the overwhelming favorite to win the Republican nomination. Trump's claims about the 2020 election and the Capitol attack have been amplified by his allies. How is this affecting public opinion, particularly among Republicans? The repetition of these claims has had a significant impact. A recent Washington Post University of Maryland poll shows that Republicans accept Trump's claims about the election as much or more than they did a year after the 2021 attacks. The percentage of Republicans who say Biden was elected legitimately has declined, while the percentage who believe there is solid evidence of widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election remains unchanged. Furthermore, Republicans are more forgiving of Trump's role in the attack on the Capitol today than they were a year after the event. It seems like the country is still grappling with the aftermath of Jan 6. How are these events likely to play out in the upcoming election? The ongoing legal proceedings ensure that the events of Jan 6 and the days leading up to it will remain in the news. So far, they have only helped to strengthen Trump politically, though polls indicate that a conviction could be costly. Biden, on the other hand, is determined to make his case that a re-elected Trump would bring new and greater threats to America's institutions and the republic itself. It's clear that the 2024 election will be a crucial moment for American democracy. Indeed, it's a critical time for the country. All right, that wraps up our stories for today here at Current Radio, and we look forward to bringing you more insights tomorrow.